What's up, podcast listeners? This is Michael Campo, and what you're about to hear is episode two from the I Choose series Facebook Live. Our guest at this time was a young woman from Kansas City by the name of Bria Roper, who is a health coach. The interview got off to a rocky start due to technical issues. The audio is not the best. I would ask you to just bear with it if you're interested, or you can skip to the next podcast if you are if you can't handle it. But, um, but I thought it was important just to stay consecutive, and I wanted to make sure that all of our guests had an opportunity to be on the podcast as well. So this is episode two from the Facebook Live I Choose series with Bria Roper. We have a really special guest tonight. Her name is Bria Roper. And Bria, where are you, where are you from? I'm here in Kansas City, wow. Missouri. And I'm coming from, from New York. So um, pretty cool, right? Well, I know. Thank, for, thank God for technology right. when it works. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so Bria, why don't you tell everyone a little bit about yourself? Sure. So um, like I said, I'm from Kansas City. Um, I'm a, a speaker and a coach. I work with something called Strengths uh, Finder or Clifton Strengths. And really, I just try to help people become the best version of themselves in like the least cheesy way. What does possible. that mean exactly? <laughs> um, to really, yeah. So there's an assessment that I work with that helps um, identify naturally recurring patterns of thought, feeling, and behavior in people, which is actually more exciting than what it might sound. Um, but we look at how your brain is wired and how what makes you tick, what gives you energy, um, how you are created to see the world uniquely. Um, I kind of, I think everybody understands that we all see things differently. We all have a different lens. And this is the assessment that I've found that um, best helps to just kind of narrow that down and help people understand specifically um, how they think, how they feel um, about things. And then through coaching or consulting or, you know, whatever, whatever. Um, we, we try to leverage that. We try to use that and put people in positions where they can, they can, um, use those natural talents that they have to do whatever it is at work or at home to improve communication, um, with, with, within their relationships or, um, to accomplish a goal or, you know, whatever mm -hmm. the sky's the limit. You know, I had a friend of mine who, um, who made me take the test. And I wasn't really sure what to expect, but I gave it an honest, honest attempt. And um, I have to say, I was really, really pleased with the results. I mean, it was really cool. Yeah. Was that the, the strength? It was, yeah. Did, Michael? Yeah. Yeah, good. Do you remember where uh, some of your um, strengths? I think my strengths were like, I was just cool all around. <laughs> cool, yeah. I love it. Yeah. Love it. Love being cool. Well, you know, the reason that we started doing this whole I Choose series right now is because we wanted to kind of take things to the next level. So um, I had this idea years ago to do a short documentary series that we could distribute via Facebook, um, via social, and kind of highlight an individual, share their story, their triumphant victory, um, overcoming something, you know? And I think what was really awesome was that Eddie was our first, our first uh, subject. And he was the guy who kind of, you know, gave us an opportunity to kind of set this off. And, um, yes. you know, at the end, originally Eddie's was going to be I Choose Sobriety, you know. But, um, but what happened is, is we found it was really hope that got Eddie to that place in his life, you know. 
So I want to talk a little bit about um, about hope. Um, in your experience um, as a coach and the stuff that you're doing, how important is hope in the process for individuals as they're overcoming the challenges? Yeah, I, I mean, it's imperative. It's absolutely 100% necessary because if you don't have hope, um, like we've seen from Eddie's story from the beautiful um, I Choose Hope film, I mean, if you don't have something to live for, if you don't have hope of a future, life is hard and putting in the work to you know accomplish whatever it is that, that you've set before yourself or whatever life throws at you, I mean, that's hard. And if you aren't grabbing onto hope, I think it's impossible for people to to really move forward or to make the changes necessary. And, and so I know that um, like after we did that film, part of this, what we're doing now is uh, we want to basically do this I Choose series, a Facebook Live event with, you know, as many followers as possible. So right now we have a community in our I Choose um, Facebook page with about, a hundred, with about 850 some odd people. And I have to say, after, um, after you and I spoke, you were one of the first people that reached out to me. Thank you. Um, but we're, we're all booked up now for, uh, for December and early January. That's it amazing. Is. It That's is. Incredible. And I'm really, really excited because, you know, this whole I Choose thing is about empowering people and reminding them that they're the lead in their life story. You know? So yes. talk to me talk it. to me about different people that you've encountered. You don't have to name any names, of course. But talk to me about different people you've encountered, some of the, some of the common struggles that people are facing today, and then how to overcome that. Yeah. I think um, for me, I, I feel like as a coach, I attract a lot of people that are struggling with things that I've struggled with, things that I continue to struggle with. No one's perfect. Um, let's just keep it real, right? Um, but I think there's there's some kind of magnet um, that attracts people um, of similar struggles. And so that's people who are um, in life transition, career transition, people who just start asking the question of who am I and who am I meant to be and what is my purpose in this world? You know, why am I here and, yeah. and what do I do with that? You know, how do I spend my days and find fulfillment? And so um, those are a lot of the people that I work with. And that's a scary question to, to ask, if, if to truly and honestly um, ask that is, I think really scary for people, but whenever people are ready and they're in that place where they want to know and they know that that life will be better and they will be happier um, if if they really put in the work to to find that. Um, I mean, the transformations are just why is it scary? Incredible. I mean, I think it's scary because, well, for me, I can only speak for myself. Um, I think for me, I spent so many years trying to please others and who I was, was someone who, who fit into the boxes that the world had for me, you know, whether that was what my teacher expected, you know, or my parents, like, you know, getting good grades growing up, um, or being, you know, quiet at the dinner table or, um, you know, whatever, I mean, whatever it may be, um, just who I was, was not a question that I could ask myself because it didn't matter. Like I needed to be who 
the person that other people wanted. Yeah, to totally. Be. I mean, I think I think a part of that is that people are afraid to look in the mirror and see who they really are. You know, right. because we haven't done that. It's it's scary to to look at anything that's unknown, and especially I mean ourselves. We are the most um, I, to to reflect on ourselves. I mean, it's just extremely. Yeah, I think it's easy to point the know? finger and look at other people and see you know what they're doing wrong. Yeah. Um, but it's it's mm. it's extremely difficult to look in the mirror and see your faults and. And basically come to the re come to the reality of like you know that you're maybe not perfect you know <laughs> yeah. yeah I mean look we live in a world right now where like perfection is like is the only way to be you know between Instagram and you know uh, everything on television all the advertisements we see I mean it's this constant strive for perfection you know whether to look to sound all that and um, and I think that that creates a lot of insecurities in people because the standard in the bar is so high that it's it's fake. It's not real. It's all bullshit. Yeah, it is. But the thing is, is that um, I mean, what exactly. is perfect, right? Like, exactly. Say that for us. And so we look around. We look outside of ourselves. We look on social media, for instance, and and we're looking at what we think is perfect. But those people are doing the same thing looking at us you know i mean we have to realize that it's our differences it's our uniqueness um that that is our strength that is the perfection in us right it's the things that set us apart because whenever we try to conform or whenever we try to to imitate what we see you know online or out there in the world um i mean we are we're we're replicating something else. I mean, it's just not. It will never be as attractive. I will never be as attractive or perfect um, as as the the person who who actually is meant for that role, right? Who's actually stepping into their life story. If I were to try to play their role, I would be not only stealing the spotlight from them, but I wouldn't be as effective in that as mm. um, are not quite perfect there. Like, what the heck? This kid is excelling at all of these other things and got a slight, a, you know, a B plus is still a great grade, right? Yeah. Like, and we're yeah. gonna focus our attention on where they're lacking. Like, this kid is showing extreme potential in English or in a sport or in, um, you know, I work with teachers sometimes and, um, you know, it's it's the kids who are acting out in class that are, you know, always talking. They're not good at, like, sitting quietly and listening. Um, there's great potential there. Those are the people who are going to grow up to be the great entertainers and the great orders and the great leaders, right? Because they they have all these ideas in there and they're speaking them. And from a very young age, they're being shut down and they're being told, you know, to be quiet yeah. and to sit still. Yeah. Um, and it's so unfortunate. Yeah, for everyone out so there, for everyone out there who's tuning in right now, leave us a comment if you guys agree with that, you know, um, and leave a comment if you have some ideas of what we can do about that. Also, don't you know, don't forget to give us some likes and stuff. We really appreciate that. Um, yeah. You know, I have to tell you, I um, I traveled around quite a bit with a film that I did called The Human Experience. Um, oh my! I'm not just saying this because we're on a Facebook Live, but it is <laughs> one of my favorite films of all time. <laughs> Thank I mean, you. It is 
So. All right. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. Um, and for, any, for anyone who's interested in checking it out, you can watch it on iTunes. Um, it's called The Human Experience. But um, I have to say that that film took me to like over 25 countries. And no matter what people's religions were, cultures were, what language they spoke, the backgrounds, where we were in the world, um, there was two things that really affected, I think, the majority of the people. Um, and it was abandonment issues and loneliness. These were the two things that I think everybody can relate to. And, um, you know, that, that plays on my heart quite a bit, which is why I wanted to do this whole I Choose series in the first place. You know, I wanted to do an I Choose series. I wanted to focus on people who are saying, no, I'm not going to be what the world tells me to be. I'm in control of my life and I'm going to be who I was created to be. Right. That's right. You know? And so I want to know, I mean, do you think that that's where the, um, do you think that's where it comes from deep down inside? Do you think it, it comes from some kind of abandonment issues or loneliness? Yeah. And I think, um, I have so many thoughts that are in my head right now. I have to choose which one to, to say, I think, it does. I think we all feel abandonment, loneliness, and I would add rejection. Um, mm. When we rejection, children, rejection, that's a big one. And I'm going to interrupt you for a second because rejection is is based on this idea that we have to be accepted. But what what is it that we have to be accepted into? If we don't have to be accepted into something, if we're comfortable with being who we are, then is rejection a reality for us? No, because you're confident that this is who I am and this is who I'm supposed to be and this is of value. Yeah. And so when we aren't confident in that, um, which again, I think comes from a very early age when we're super, super young, kids can only be who they are because they haven't learned anything else, right? They, yeah. I mean, every year kids are getting older and older, younger and younger, if you know what I mean. But still, like, I mean, I have nieces that are one and two and my two-year-old niece is she has such a bright uh, just a smile that goes for days a bright light inside of her that just you i mean you you just can't ignore it she has this way of connecting with you and with strangers in such a short moment i mean just within meeting you know like um, meeting people, she just is able to connect with them. She's two years old. This is not a skill that yeah. she's learned. Not, um, this is just who she is. And my other niece, who will be two soon, um, is not that way. She is beautiful, um, but she's much more reserved and has this way about her where she's just taken in the world, right? She's, she's observing and it takes her a little bit, a little bit longer to warm up to people. Um, but that's who she is because her mind is going crazy all the time, just picking up all the details and seeing all the things. And, and she's a little bit more cautious in her decision-making as they grow. If we tell her, you know, Hey, you got to go out there and you got to work the room and you got to make all these friends and do all these things. Like that's, that's not accepting her for who she is. And it's, um, and same thing for, you know, for um, my other niece, who is maybe a little bit more outgoing and just um, a little bit more inquisitive with um, externally, you know, she wants to touch and feel and say hi and, you know, like, yeah. um, 
to, to stifle that, which we do, um, at such an early age, we just learn it. And those connections in our brain are made and then we become adults and, and we're confused because we don't know, because we have these things inside of us that tell us this is, this, this is me at my best, or this is where I get my energy, or I'm drawn, you know, to this type of work, or I'm drawn to this, um, whatever, this hobby or, you know, whatever, but like, but we feel like we can't do it because we've heard that so many times, like you can't, yeah, um, or you shouldn't or whatever. Yeah. I think that, um, you know, sometimes it comes down to, I don't know, somebody in our life that told us we couldn't, you know, I mean, I think that as we grow, we have these experiences and in those very, very early stages, um, you know, not that I blame anything. I mean, parents, I'm look, I'm a parent. I got three kids <laughs> and I know I'm going to ruin them. <laughs> I don't want to ruin them. I want to do the best I can. I want to be the best dad possible, but that's what parents do. We ruin our kids um, because we want them to be perfect, you know? Um, but the reality of it is, is that whatever it is that we're facing, wherever that like that little voice inside of us that's telling us, no, you can't, no, you shouldn't, anything that's just, you know, that's that's coming in um, on that level, um, you know, we, we really got to have to like understand in order for us to grow, we have to face it. Would you agree? Yes, you have to. Yeah, you have to. So, all right, so then let's move along. So we basically identified the fact that, like, we don't have to live up to anyone's standards, right? Or is there a set of standards that we should live up to? For me, you know, I'm a faith guy. I believe in God. That's a big thing for my life. And, um, you know, I want to live up to my, to, you know, to what I believe God has created me to be. And I want to live up to my wife's standards. Um, and I want to live up to my kids' standards. Um, but at the same time, I know that, like, you know, that, I'm not going to be perfect for each one of them at every moment. You know, I understand that. Um, and, yeah. and I'm a human being, you know, I got to be who I am. Yeah. I think it, I think you're right on. Um, I think it goes deeper that than that though. Like um, if I, if I'm understanding you correctly, I'm hearing standards and I'm thinking values. Is that fair? Yeah. Go for it. Yeah. I mean, is that kind of what you're saying? Like your, your set of, personal values. Yeah. Yeah. I think um, that is so important because we all are different. We all have different upbringings. We all have different religious background or no background. Um, but it goes even deeper. There's something that's written on our hearts that, um, and in our brains, I mean, it is, it's psychological, it's biological, it's neurolo neurological, whatever you want to say. Like, um, the way that we, that I think and see and feel, the way that I see the world is unlike anyone else. And so I believe that I'm a thing. I love that. Um, I mean, like, I believe that God has created us each individually, um, completely uniquely. And so to the truth of who I am is not of my own choosing. Um, but I am responsible to choose to be the person that God has created me to be. Mm -hmm. and, and it's a choice. That, it is a choice and it's a choice every day. It's a choice every minute. Yeah. Right. Um, but I do believe that there's something inside us in, in each person our, that's written on our heart. We know if we were to 
strip away all the things that we think we should be or that we've told that we can't be or, you know, whatever, and just really um, turn inward in the most non-selfish way, right? Um, but to turn inward and to really tap into who we are um, created to be, you know, who we are meant to be, who we are. Um, how do we find that? And that's how, how do we find that? Where do we look? Yeah. Um, I, I mean, again, prayer, because if God, if we do believe that God has made us, then I believe that we should ask him, right? Yeah. Who he's made us to be. Um, but also, I mean, this, this Clifton Strength Assessment is the only tool that I've found. I'm not saying it's the only thing that's out there and it's the only answer because that certainly is not true. But for me, it was the turning point because it took, it put onto paper and it gave me language to, um, <coughs> to use to understand who I am and who I'm not. And I love to that. let go of who I'm not. Yeah. And to yeah. celebrate the talents in other people and let them be who they are instead of comparing myself or tearing myself down or trying to grasp what they have that I don't have to be so confident in who I am that I can be happy for people who are different than me and we can find um, we can find equality together even though we're not the same and I think that's so needed in our culture today to realize that you can be equal, but you don't have to be the same. Mm. Man, this is awesome. I guess if you guys agree with what Bri is saying here, like leave us some comments, um, give us some likes and stuff, because I'm like, I'm on board with that 100%. <laughs> if you don't agree, share those comments too. I mean, let's have a discussion, you know, that's why we're all here. Yeah, no, that's what this whole I Choose community is about. You know, it's about, it's about, you know, being who we're created to be. It's about asking questions, it's about self-discovery. It's about building a community to support one another in what that is. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I'm super grateful. Now, usually we only run these things for 20 minutes. Um, we're a little bit over time right now. So the podcast ended uh, with Bria Roper. Actually, she she cut out on us. Uh, it was a technical issue on either my end or her end. Uh, then we had Eddie come in for a little bit, but he didn't have headphones at the time. And the audio was just too terrible to uh, include in this podcast. So anyway, thank you so much for listening. I hope that you would share this podcast with friends and family. And if you are interested in supporting the I Choose series, you can do so by following us on Facebook and Instagram. Thanks so much for tuning in.